Welcome to the Fax Machine. My name is Dominique Jellen, and I am your host. This is a podcast where I get to have people nerd out about things that probably aren't common knowledge and see why those things matter. Spoiler alert, they don't. So, for the next half hour or so, sit back, relax. We're about to celebrate some marginally useful information. My guest today, host and creator of Picture This and of the Lady to Lady podcast, please help me welcome Brandy Posey. Yes, thank you, thank you. It's so cool how you have all these like kids that live in drawers in your room and they come out and they give finger guns and then they disappear again. <laughs> it's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, how else do people podcast? I that's how we podcast. Yeah, yeah. we definitely have like a like a crate of children that just go yeah. And then they're fed for the week, and then um, yeah, and then back they go. They get a couple minutes of sunlight. <laughs> Gotta get the vitamin D <laughs> for sure. You're welcome. Yes, that's why they're here. Oh man, I'm excited. So you're gonna talk to us today about ska. Yeah, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, boy. <laughs> yes, I love it. It is 2018. You're not listening. Is ska to- dead? <laughs> Never. <laughs> ska like. Like a bloated zombie corpse will never die. It just wants your brains. <laughs> you can cut off its head and it will still keep moving. Parts of it, no. You, you could burn Ska and it would come back um, tenfold upon you. Hooray. <laughs> Ska is a horror movie. Uh, <laughs> and you should all be scared of it. <laughs> um, for listeners who, let's say, are like, what the fuck is a Ska? Yeah. All those Beyonce heads out there that like... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why I just came you for just Beyonce. Came for, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. It's all right. It's all right. I, Listen, you I, just want people to love Ska the way that people love Beyonce. Is I that it? Absolutely do. Yeah. I definitely do. I think um, if more people listen to Ska music, the world will be a better place. Legitimately, <laughs> because it's a good music that like sits in your heart. It's where the marching band kids went. It's a great place. It is. Um, ska. For those that don't know. Uh, basically came out of like the reggae two-tone tradition uh, started in Jamaica which is like kind of a first wave ska um, and it uh, the, the, the people that listen to ska are called like rude boys or rude girls because like the first like uh, ska DJs and stuff would play their music on the radio and they would just like um, they, they talk trash on each other and they'd call each other rude boys basically that's where that comes from that's absolutely adorable first wave is like um, you gotta like like the scotolites and stuff like that um, they're very kind of like more basic ska but like just very it's what you want your like Lyft driver to play at 3am to get you home <laughs> it'll put you in a good mood but it's like not very offensive it's just like okay cool it's like beat feels good I'm gonna be asleep in 45 minutes right um, second wave is um started mostly in the uk uh and is like a madness the specials selector comes out of that tradition and um it's called two-tone and that's where like um uh like the black and white checkers became a thing because two-tone is like also like very like like racial unity was a really big part of two-tone and like black and white checkers are like black and white skin coming together to like make something new Mm. um which is something a lot of people don't know people are like oh it's like a bunch of like skinheads i'm like no those are root boys and they beat up skinheads (laughs) that's what they did um i'm a huge fan of a lot of two-tone stuff the specials are like one of my favorite bands ever and if you can see them live i highly recommend it because you will not realize how many of their hits that you know until you see them until you like listen to the greatest hits and then you're like oh I love these guys. They're great. Oh, like, okay. There's a lot of songs people like the clash kind of falls into that a little bit too. That kind of like upbeat. Um, Scott's like technically uh, when the, the stroke is on um, two and four instead of like one and three. 
you know, if that for the music people out there, <laughs> that makes a little bit of sense to you. But because I am an elder millennial, uh, third wave was like the ska that I got into the most. Um, because that kind of came around in like the early to mid nineties, um, and was kind of that's where No Doubt comes from. Sublime is a part of that tradition. Um, the Mighty Mighty Boston's Less Than Jake, Real Big Fish. The Pie Tasters, Suburban Legends. <laughs> There's like so many. Catch 22, The Streetlight Manifesto. Um, there we go. All uh, of these are recommended listening from from Brandy to you. Yeah, they're all they're all a good time. Uh, say Ferris is a part of that as well. In in third wave, there was like a um, East Coast and West Coast. Uh, it was like the the Northeast Scott scene kind of put out like um, uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's Big D and the Kids Table, and then you had like the OC Scott scene, which was like Robic Fish and No Doubt and stuff, which was more like peppy and fun and like less like serious lyrics but like the northeast scene was very much like uh uh my name my boston's like their lyrics have always been like pretty activisty and stuff like that and people hey. don't realize it because you don't really listen to the lyrics because dickie barrett has a voice like this but <laughs> he he says some pretty cool stuff <laughs> when, he's, when he's grumbling yeah exactly <laughs> yeah he's grumbling because he's mad at the world <laughs> It's nice to know that white people had their own version of East Coast, West Coast. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Congrats, you guys. And we just skank it out instead of, yeah. (laughs) You just meet and you'd have a dance battle. (laughs) We're still talking about marching band kids here, so. (laughs) That was, yep, I did that. (laughs) See, you could have been in a ska band. I was not invited. I told you my friend started a ska band when I was in high school. (laughs) Do you remember their name? I don't remember their name. It's probably like ska and the ska tones it's always the the name ska is always in ska band names the first one that you do Uh, probably because you gotta let people know that it's a ska band (laughs) but you don't want to like otherwise they'll be like why is there a trombone here yeah exactly (laughs) and here's the thing a trombone will always make it better there should always be a trombone there it's just a fun instrument not gonna tell alex that but it is a fun instrument <laughs> so were you in a ska band in high school? I was never in a ska band. I had friends that were in ska bands and friends that were in punk bands. I just like so I I played French horn oh, and, no. from like yeah, from fourth grade on. <laughs> I've which never is, met a French horn player who knew what the yeah. fuck to do with a French horn. Yeah. Well here it's <laughs> It's really like I was pretty good, but like only in like orchestral settings and stuff like that. Cause oh, you man. can't really like riff on a French horn. Well, that's what. So for us, our are the the kid who played French horn in our band mm-hmm. marched mellophone. Yeah, same. We marched okay. mellophone too. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Which looks like a big trumpet for those who don't know. It's kind of like a bigger. <laughs> it's like if a trumpet got really swollen. Yeah, exactly. Jacked trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> swollen, bloated trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say jacked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it like the kind of jacked where it's like, uh, it's a trumpet that worked out in high school and then like <laughs> s- stopped working out but kept eating the same way. <laughs> It's like that kind of like fat blow, like fat mm-hmm. jacked that there like some guys get yeah. where you're like, oh, you used to run. <laughs> That's a mellophone. <laughs> That's a mellophone. <laughs> there we go. So you were a mellophone player, yeah. but not in a ska band. No, not in a ska band. <laughs> I always loved going to them too much. I like, I, music and comedy were my first loves and I always loved music too much to like pull the veil back if that makes any sense like i just i never wanted i always wanted to make sure that i was always a fan i never wanted to like know how the inner workings of it really went down that does make sense yeah but it uh (laughs) it is one of my 
favorite favorite things in the world but yeah i'd go i go to friend shows i would like you know help them with like weird dumb pranks my friend um lewis had a band called dead letter that with they one of their members is a guy named Ch- charlie himmelheber how's that for a high school name oh boy Ch- charlie <laughs> is this a netflix original movie <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it right right <laughs> charlie himmelheber he worked at like a noah's bagels or he worked at, he worked at like a bagel place or einstein bagels actually is where he worked and he would um after work at his shows he would bring all like the leftover bagels <laughs> to a dead letter show and like basically it would turn into like a food fight in the middle of their pit oh, no there was always a point where it was just like time for the dead letter stunt so they would just like toss a bunch of croissants into a pit and then you'd just be like covered in like flakes oh no i mean look when you're 17 it's really fu- <laughs> it's really great you don't realize how like disgusting it is <laughs> how mad your parents are gonna be at you <laughs> <laughs> I'm just covered in day old food flakes. I, Great. I thought for sure everybody was going to be like, oh my God, thank God, free food. I'm starving. Well, I mean, I'm so, broke. But no, yes. you guys are just throwing bagels at each other. No, we were far- Yeah. I mean, like, I'm from the suburbs. So. <laughs> Bagel fights. Yeah, that's what so, we did. Just good, good, clean fun. So wh- which came first? Did you get into ska from your friends having bands? Or was that just like kind of a side effect of all of you guys being into it at the same time? So I got into it. My friend Lewis, uh, Lewis got me into it um, because I, let's see, my the summer between my eighth and ninth grade year, my my, bro- my little brother is a BMXer, basically. Um, nice. He, like, raced BMX all over the country. Like, he was, like, nationally ranked. He w- We owned a BMX track growing up. Like, I know way too much about that sport. So it makes sense that I'm into ska, because, like, ska and BMX have, like, a weird, <laughs> a weird tie-in together. It's, like, <laughs> it's very a- 1998, all of it. <laughs> and diagram that I wouldn't have thought of, but does check out. Yeah, exactly. Like, those skater, like, if you're, like, skating in an empty pool, you listen to Sublime. <laughs> <laughs> for sure there's a crossover um but that that summer my my brother was doing like a bunch of like national races in like um illinois ohio indiana and we were going to be on the road for like three weeks of the summer just my family just like driving around and doing those basically yeah and i didn't really like going to bmx uh the stuff on the road that much because Shocking. it's like you know, it wasn't about. I wonder why I'm a com- comedian. Like, it kind of explains <laughs> that to me. Like, oh, cool. We took the entire summer after my, like, before I went to high school and we just, like, did stuff that Eric wanted to do. That's cool. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, and my friend Lewis gave me a bunch of, like, less than Jake CDs. Cause he was like, you're going to need something to listen to. <laughs> and those were like, I just like brought a bunch of books and just put on my less than Jake and would blast it real loud and would just like angrily read my books in like the back of our van <laughs> and that I was just like a very surly teen for that well, summer. There you go. Yeah, and like let that. So less than Jake. Um, they're my favorite of their songs are these songs that are about like being from a place that you know you need to leave and just like that weird like wonderlust of just like if I just drove down the highway and just kept going I could be somewhere else and so I could start all over and do something completely different <laughs> and it just like tap like that it's like the most perfect like angsty thing when you're just like oh man I'm about to go to high school and what if I just disappeared and <laughs> What if I just went somewhere else and that's just what I did instead and just changed my name and grew a mustache and just run off with a circus and that's what I would, you know, it just like tapped into that, that feeling of just like uh, being at a crossroads and choosing to do what you think is 
what you need versus like sure yeah and i, I just like love I, I i still like listen to them all the time whenever i'm like driving on the road and stuff because like because I, I will be like and i'm on that highway <laughs> <laughs> as you make a beeline for the west coast <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah i mean like that was like when i when i moved I'm, I'm from maryland originally and when i moved uh out to california it was like um the cd called hello rock view was like the first thing that i put on on the road on the way to get out here because i was like hell yeah hell yeah less than jake you've been with me for a minute <laughs> you got me through some stuff let's do this let's, let's bounce yeah they're they're from gainesville and every time i go back to gainesville i'm always like i'm in the home of less than jake <laughs> it does like make me very happy <laughs> i didn't i did not know that they were from gainesville yeah That's yeah they, yeah they're from gainesville look mm-hmm. at that yeah fun <laughs> fun fun weird little town i'm a big i'm actually a really big gainesville fan Are you- <laughs> yeah well i don't I, think anybody who's not i didn't or I, I didn't think anybody who isn't from florida would be a gainesville fan well so I, I have a very specific interaction with Gainesville because there's a festival that happens, a punk festival that happens there every year called Fest. And it happens on the weekend that, what's that college? Florida State? No, University U- of Florida? Yeah. Sorry. I know Don't, that's a big you're, deal. You're gonna, now, now I'm going to get a bunch of fucking messages. I'm very sorry. Is it the Gators? God damn it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Gators. I'm just kidding. I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's the weekend that the University of Florida plays Georgia whatever. It's like there's a massive rivalry there. Yeah, yeah. There's also a rivalry between UF and FSU. Oh, I see. That's what the issue is. Okay, got it. (laughs) Uh, I see. Yes, yes. These false rivalries that keep us apart (laughs) as opposed to bringing us together and looking at the real problems in society. Yeah, fuck your mascot. (laughs) Wealth inequality is worse than it's ever been. (laughs) Pay your players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Shout out to the NCAA for being dicks. Yeah, (laughs) you guys are great. It's fine. Free labor is where it's at uh but gainesville <laughs> yeah but gainesville so that weekend fe- the weekend of fest is always the weekend that um university of florida plays uh, georgia and it's always in georgia so they bus out every student that cares about sports is removed from the city oh, of right. gainesville it's a very quick drive yeah yeah so they just they put them all on buses and they take them there and it's always halloween weekend and so it's always like <laughs> everybody that has left it's just people that don't give a shit about sports. And then it's just all these punks descend on the city and just fill in all the holes. And it's just like oh my all these just like crazy punks from all over the country. And then there's like also like a couple of weird college kids in costumes. Right. And it's like a really beautiful weekend. And I just I, I, I love like, all the bands that always play that. And I've done um, comedy there a couple of times. So it's just like that that is my experience with Gainesville I'm always like it's the greatest city in the world oh my god are you gonna retire in Gainesville no (laughs) I will visit it a lot though uh it's got that like that weird like 90s college town feel to it where it's like there's an anarchist bookstore and there's like a lot of white people with dread still but you're like I don't (laughs) it's a very woke place so but I feel like they would have told you but maybe they're okay i don't know what to do is an enigma gainesville is this liberal pocket in north florida yeah yeah uh and you know it's a but it's also like the college is the town yeah totally Um, we could do a whole other episode on gainesville another time (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely uh anyway uh less than jake is from there the whole you tell them podcaster who's had coffee because i can just circle a topic i can just stare down a drain and just go for hours <laughs> oh man so less than jake is is your favorite when before we started you mentioned that there was uh there was some safe drama happening 
<laughs> yes. Tell us this story. Okay, let me get into some weird Say Ferris drama that's okay, happening. First, can we can we have some context about who Say Ferris is? Say Ferris. Uh, they had that Scott cover of Come On Eileen. That everybody loves. Yeah, it, it's um the not not uh not no doubt of ska music. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably pretty mean. Pretty mean, but also. Uh, so accurate but very accurate it's so mean it's so yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right <laughs> so they were they were like pretty big they're in the movie 10 things i hate about you um Forgot about that there's yes. also like there's a weird period in in like that perfect area where like real big fish is in um basketball and mighty mighty boston's are in clueless and um oh. <laughs> say ferris I is don't in... think i know basketball but keep okay going. yeah <laughs> uh but it's like there's three ska bands that like were in movies in like 1998 and that's the most that year like that's it's never happened before or since but for some reason that one year it was like yeah yeah we'll put all these ska bands in these movies it's great um but yeah uh so say ferris they uh were together back in the 90s uh they kind of went on like a very very long hiatus because there was like issues within the band the lead singer monique is like kind of a real handful um and she uh a couple years ago decided to do a say ferris reunion tour where Did she tell the other band members no she didn't oh. <laughs> um, oh, no. so she just brought in session musicians and like basically was like say ferris is getting back together and all the guys were like uh no um oh no so a lot of it like went to court and it was like a, a very dramatic they've settled and like they legally like cannot talk about it but i'm not a part of the case so i don't give a shit <laughs> um but like they said basically like the the big issue was like they gave her co-writing uh credits on some of the songs because she made a big stink about it back in the 90s uh-huh. and then like now uh because of that that gave her like ownership of those songs the the judge was like I don't give a shit about any of this. Yeah. <laughs> and and also the rest of the, it's, you couldn't do Say Fairs without Monique. So it's not the rest of the guys. They have another band called Starpool. I'll plug them. Um, but like, so they just became Starpool versus like finding another female singer to take over like the, the Say Ferris mantle. They're right. like, no, we'll just go do something else. But then Monique came in and the judge was like, well, I mean, you can't be Say Ferris without the singer. So I don't give a shit. You're Say Ferris now. So... <laughs> So oh, yeah, so it's crazy. It's, they played a bunch of shows. They were, like, were playing in Orange County, and like there's OC Scott kids that will come out and just go to say Ferris shows and just turn their backs on Monique and stuff. <laughs> it's very dramatic. <laughs> they played yeah. like they played a um they played a festival. There was like a huge Scott festival that happened earlier this summer, and it was their like triumphant return to Orange County um, that nobody asked for. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like the that's festival the, sold out but it was I feel like, like that's the case with most returns yeah exactly everyone was like nah you were like weird when you lived here <laughs> and it was very crazy monique sang vocals on a real big fish song back in the day called she has, she a, has girlfriend a girlfriend now. now and um aaron barrett the lead singer of real big fish was at this festival they couldn't play because they were doing warp tour and it like messed with their contract for warp tour but oh, all no. the guys were just there hanging out and her and him and Monique have beef because of all of this other stuff. <laughs> so she was like, I'm going to play a song that I sang on originally. So she like did. She has a girlfriend now with uh, the lead singer from Fishbone instead. Oh, no. And like he's like he's like an old ass dude. He's like a 50 year old guy that's just like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. <laughs> like, he doesn't know any of this drama. He's like Fishbone has like their own shit they're dealing with right now, um, <laughs> which we can get into, too. Um, so she like didn't even acknowledge Aaron or any of real big fish and like everybody that like realized that in the crowd was just like what's happening 
oh no i just like literally had my head my hand over my head so i was like oh man he's backstage he's backstage he's there he's there and she's just like what is happening back there anyway oh. she's a she's a real messy real messy bee that nice. one yeah so support Starpool. um don't go to see say ferris live what? She, yeah i know <laughs> she hides behind like a shroud of feminism in like a way that is like very obnoxious because she's just like well there's other bands that like the lead singer is the only original member and it's like yeah but like that's over time as things changed you went to court (laughs) (laughs) and like started it without the like it's it, it was like no that's you can't just like do that anyway very quickly fishbone uh if you go if they come to your town you should go see them live because fishbone a couple years ago a woman um got kicked in the head or something crowd surfing at a fish book a fishbone oh. show in new jersey and sued them and won like three million dollars wow so the band is just like touring until they can pay her back <laughs> and it's really sad because they're all like 50 year old like black dudes who are like we were like gonna retire and we have other shit going on but i guess we just like have to tour until this fucking lawsuit is paid for oh no so go see fish fishbone support them as much as possible and fucking they're also really fun live it's just like it's really sad there's a documentary about it wasn't yeah. it do you remember the, uh, it, I can look it up. if you look up fishbone documentary i'm sure there yeah. aren't a lot of them <laughs> yeah, it'll come up if blackfish comes up i'm blaming you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i apologize right now um but it's it's uh they're also they are very fun live because their lead singer angelo is um uh he's just like a mountain climber but also a lead singer like he will climb the scaffolding of like of like while he's playing and stuff and he played he plays tenor saxophone and he has it on like a carabiner that he'll just throw it over his back and he'll just like climb up the scaffolding like play off of the top like hang off of things and play and you're just like it's he's a crazy show (laughs) it's very very fun to see okay all right all right we'll look that up because that is that sounds bonkers yeah yeah they're very very fun (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that you said to me before we started recording yes was that you believe (laughs) (laughs) the I'm going to say it with a straight face. Uh huh. Well, I mean, it ruined a lot of things. Uh, 9 11 ruined Scott. Yeah. The (laughs) one of the untold, the unsung victims of 9 11 is third wave ska music. And I believe this deeply in my heart because it was like having a moment. All of those movies, all of these bands were popping on the charts and like 98 through 2000, 2001, 9 11 happens and everyone got into emo. That's what happened. <laughs> so 9-11 didn't ruin Sky. It just like made everything. <laughs> it made everybody stop going to the shows because they were like, we can't skank. Firefighters are dead. <laughs> it's yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing that people like think that Sky is just like super peppy, happy all the time. But like my favorite Sky music is like kind of just mining like that, um, like the angst of like, who the fuck am I? Like, I mean, a lot of Real Big Fish songs are like actually very much like, uh, I don't believe in myself or love or like who the hell am I? I'm a mess all the time. And it's just like they 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 sound like they're really peppy and fun. But if you actually like read the lyrics and stuff, it's a it's a really good mixing of those two things. And is honestly like Scott's like a massive influence on my comedy because I try to be like, hey, funny, but like here's a really dark joke about something. But have, let me just hit it with punchlines until you, you don't realize that it's as sad as I think it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like ska, like that, the, in like 2003, they started doing these like uh, ska, ska is dead tours that were right. just like, ba- like venues just stopped booking ska bands for a while. Like a few of them kind of made it through the hump, but a lot of them kind of were like, nobody will book us anymore because all the like skinny, skinny jean, uh, velociraptor hair boys <laughs> Are just singing about broken hearts now. <laughs> choose simple plan. Yeah, that, that, those might have been like long cargo shorts that they had. Who's That's to very say? true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like they kind of came in, so it, it just it does coincide, and I think it is just kind of like the world being like, well, this this can't be. We can't we can't have this kind of fun anymore. We need to figure out what's really going on. Right, and like Scott, I mean. The Money My Boston's have always been pretty political and there's some bands that always have been, but like Scott on the West Coast, at least by and large, was also not very, it never got like overtly political in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, never like specifically about stuff. It's like no effects would do, like they did a full fuck you George Bush album and stuff like that. But like, you know, most Scott bands weren't doing that at all. Right. Yeah. I wish if they, they had, maybe they'd be around longer, but it is kind of like, I don't know, the nation's in shock, like a trombone. Maybe that's not where a trombone goes. <laughs> Even a sad trombone can't save us now. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Fortunately. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I really think that like it, it just like that kind of joy was something that we just like were not did not want to access for a long time. Yeah. I always did because it was like I always think of Sky as like my first comedic influence because Sky shows are also very like um they're very they're very goofy a lot of the bands have like shtick or like jokes they'll do during shows like um the aquabats have like a lot of like costume characters and like they do like they do like a full-on show where like you you have to like dance battle these villains that come out in costume and stuff like that and like the the lead singer will just like do backflips at him until like he goes away basically um and then they just call you your homies it's just like a very like positive put you in a good headspace um Rubik Fish does a lot of like really fun bits on stage and like it just like was where I grew up like seeing comedy wasn't a thing you could do it's like you go to clubs but I was like you know a kid and right. I didn't stand up like wasn't really on my radar for a long time and that but going to stand up or going to ska shows it was like this is funny I love this feels like this is just like a goofy I love like laughing and dancing like how can I like that's like a vibe that I try to like bring with me like yeah. whenever I'm doing stand up is just this kind of like I want to bring energy and fun and like try to like get those like kind of waves of laughter and like kind of put that energy back into into my thing. Oh, like oh my this guys I thank I thank it on my record. You know, just like massive influence. I'm just like the concept of ska. Uh, thank you <laughs> for everything you've done for me. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. I legit, I legitimately love it. People like roll their eyes at it a lot. I'm like, don't be a hater. It's very fun. It'll put you in a good headspace. It's just like very accessible, kind of like ray of sunshine music that like has given me good friends over the years. And just as you also have to be a good musician to do it. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Some of those horn lines are like crazy. And I'm like friends with a bunch of horn players and stuff in a few bands and they just um like they practice every day. It's just it's a professional musician gig, you yeah. know? And and also like I like I always liked ska bands because they were also very like accessible. Like I I'm like acquaintances with a few guys in a few different bands and it was it it was always cool to be like, "Oh, no, you're like a person and you get to do this cool thing." It just made 
it made like being like a talent like that seem reachable mm. in a way that like i mean i never even thought about stand up at all until like i moved out to la so it just was always kind of like i don't know yeah i think you can you can like get close to people you you care about and you listen to and, and it just kind of always like gave me like a weird like confidence like early on of just like oh yeah no they're just like dudes they're like funny dudes and they're all comedy fans too oh that makes sense yeah i mean if they're putting on a show like the ones that you yeah. described that checks mm-hmm. out yeah, it's a lot of influences. It's like, I mean, Ruby, one of Ruby Fish's biggest influences is like Steve Martin. And you wouldn't think that, but it's like his joke writing style is like right. a massive influence in that band. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of cool crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. And actually, uh, so we're going to, I'm going to look some more stuff up, but. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. I didn't realize the overlap between ska and comedy. So oh yeah, really cool. yeah, no worries. Um, and and you have an album. I do. Out. What is it called? Where can people find you online? Uh, it's called Opinion Cave. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, every place that you stream or listen to music, and you can pick it up, pick it up, pick it up a copy at uh, brandyposy.com. <laughs> <laughs> there are on I am albums out on cassette. It's uh it's pretty sick. It has an MP3 code that will come with it when you buy it on cassette. And the cover is actually like it's a I'm in like a checkered dress. It's like it's like an homage to to my favorite genre. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So you can find that. And then I'm on um Twitter and Instagram at Brandazzle, uh two Z's. And then um yeah, I perform all over the place. So check my calendar on uh, brandyposy.com for deets. Yay! Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I love getting to talk music with people, especially because when it comes to movements like ska, there's so much more depth to it than people realize. Um, For starters, let's revisit the origin of ska, right? Definitely Jamaica. Uh, It really is as if jazz and Calypso had a baby. And that's actually where some of like the fashion associated with it comes from. You know, it came from younger musicians in the 50s at first and then the 60s coming home after World War II. Uh, who were taking their cues from American jazz artists that they could finally hear on the radio with the skills that they acquired during the war. And I say the skills because one of the jobs that they could get after World War II was, in fact, as radio and sound operators. Um, And actually, this ties back into the rude boy term because apparently they'd be working a sound booth somewhere and then interrupt someone's dance hall to put on their own thing. Hence the term rude boy. Um, now, I did want, I did bring up World War II, and I, and I feel like it's such a crucial detail because the aftermath of World War II and its effect on Jamaica specifically is really interesting. Um, one of the things to come out of World War II was the British Nationality Act. So this was 1948, and it granted citizenship and employment opportunities to encourage folks living in English colonies to, to immigrate to England because of how many men they'd lost in the war. So... Put a pin in that. We're going to come back to it. Um, now, as Brandy mentioned, uh, ska rose to prominence in Jamaica during the 50s and 60s. Here's a fun fact. Does anybody know the Jamaican Independence Day? It's August 6th, 1962. Boop. I bring this up because it's impossible to separate the role of young people and music from any revolutionary movement. I mean, it was true in South Africa, it was true in the U.S., it was true in Vietnam, and Jamaica was no exception. So, for example, who played at Jamaica's first Independence Day celebrations? Oh, that would be the Scatolites with a tune that they wrote called Freedom Sound. So, 
As Jamaicans enter the world stage, we're seeing ska musicians at the New York World's Fair in 1964. We're seeing the Whalers enjoy international success. And we're seeing Britain continue to aim job opportunities at Jamaicans in England. Um, Here's another random fun fact. According to Britain's 2011 census, just over 4% of the population in London are of British Caribbean descent. All right, but back to the 60s, right? So Britain ends up spending much of the 60s and the 70s tinkering with their immigration policies, especially as it related to nations they'd colonized and frankly fucked up, all right? Like nationalists are pissed because they have to share their quote-unquote motherland with South Asians, with Africans, with Caribbean Islanders, and it's a whole mess. And it's out of this whole shit show that the two-tone record label is established in 1979, all right? Remember when Brandy was talking about the second wave of ska? This is the movement that happens throughout the 80s and the 90s. So, you know, Brandy cited the desire for racial cohesion as the impetus for the black and white checkers and thus the two-tone movement. And I think that understanding the political dynamics of that time and the reason for those dynamics really couches the whole second wave of ska in a place that makes sense. Anyway, that was a fun little deep dive There are some minor corrections that I got to make before we jet on out of here. Brandy did say that the stroke was on two and four instead of one and three. Um, Not, I don't know of many songs that have a stroke on one and three, but for ska, the stroke is actually technically on the upbeat of two and four, which is what gives you kind of like that rock steady vibe for some stunes or like a reggae vibe to begin with. Um, She was correct in saying that the big Halloween game is between UF and Georgia. However, they, they all the students get, get bused to Jacksonville. Um, and the fest has thus taken place every year since 2002. So that's a nice little thing. One correction that we do have to make, uh, slash further information, um, looked up the lawsuit that she mentioned involving the band Fishbone. And according apparently in, in 2010, the lead singer did do a stage dive in Philadelphia But unfortunately, he landed on a mom and uh, that broke her collarbone and fractured her skull. Yikes. And so the court did award her $1.4 million. Um, However, I did find the name of the documentary that she brought up and it's called Everyday Sunshine, the story of Fishbone. Listen, at the end of the day, um, Scott is fun as fuck and you should take a listen. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Adios. (laughs) 